0: Hey JT get know this bang. So go. you know you're looking at a winner,
1: winner. All right, welcome everyone to another episode of the day before podcast. If you are joining us for the first time, welcome. you're in for a true experience. If you've been with us these past eight weeks, thank you for continuing to come back. We appreciate you. we love you. Um, congratulations to the Ducks that graduated on Saturday, Friday, whenever they held their, (laughs) their (laughs) commencement, but congratulations to all the second years in our program. Hopefully you guys move on to do big and better things. Um, I am your host, Brandon, but you can call me buckets if you please Joining me today. We have the usual gang. I'll start with Zach since he likes to ruin surprises. <laughs> Zach is back again from Moscow. How are we
2: doing, Zach? Doing good. I didn't spill any juice this time.
1: Yeah, thanks. Uh, coming to us, with Eugene, we got Ty. How are we doing today, Ty?
0: Doing good, man. Doing good. Just a beautiful Sunday Let's here. Do
1: this voice in podcasting is nice and rested. Just a
0: beautiful Sunday.
1: Well, congratulations. I saw your company had the top rated or what an award for their bow. So
0: Yeah, yeah. That's probably the tie effect. Bowtech won bow of the year. Yeah, you know, I've been there a whole two and a half weeks, so I'm sure I had a lot to do with it.
1: Ooh, talk to them. Let them yeah. know.
2: Do, do they call you the bow tie at work?
0: The bow tie? I haven't heard that Science. one yet. No. <laughs> that ain't bad. That's what we doing today, Zach. What? You
1: thought you had that one. You just pulled that one. You shot. I just
2: pulled it? that yeah. one. Yeah.
0: He's he's feeling okay. some dad jokes today on Father's Day.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Ooh.
1: Yeah. I'm calling Thomas. I'm gonna get him in on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been a great guest um, okay. uh, interviewer
0: today with some dad jokes. <laughs> yeah.
1: We'll have him. We'll have him record some separately, and we'll just sprinkle them in throughout the episode. <laughs> right. Right. Just
2: we'll, we'll just we'll take gonna, some
0: breaks. We'll we'll cut to a dad joke here from Thomas Nielsen. And
2: we'll be back after this dad joke from Thomas.
0: (laughs) Today's
1: episode of the Day Before podcast has been brought to you by dad jokes from Ty. (laughs) Thomas. Jeez. Anyway. All right. So today we're going to start out with a little bit of the finals recap. Um, The Raptors won their first title. So we'll discuss what does this mean having Larry head out the country for at least a year. Uh, We'll talk KD and Clay's injuries and whether they'll resign. Um. Anthony Davis was traded to LA we'll discuss that and whether or not LeVar's prediction of the Lakers never winning another championship is going to come correct we're going to do our favorite father's day moments in sports that we can remember although it's only the Griffies for us and then we'll talk a little bit about our own personal father's day memories and thanks to our dads so let's start with the finals did Zach did you watch game six
2: I don't think I think I watched like half of one game of the finals. Got you, and, and Ty?
0: No, I actually I actually got invited to a watch party over at Rennie's, and I went. You guys would be so proud of me. I watched like a half. Wow. I watched like a quarter and a half of Game Five. I think it was.
1: All right. The, so the game, game. So Jake, so I cool.
0: was watching when KD went down. Got yeah. you.
1: Okay. I'll I'll take that from you, Zach. You gotta do better. <laughs> you can't. You can't <laughs> expect, grow podcast, you can't expect
0: much more from me. Let's be honest.
1: Yeah, 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 I mean, you know, no homework or anything. But um, <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I watched Game Six. It was a great game. I think the best thing about this series is that all six games I think were decided by, you know, fifteen or less. But for the most part, were pretty pretty close games throughout. Um, each teams had their run. The Raptors obviously led. Um, a majority of the games, um, and congrats to them. They played a great series. I think that um, the Warriors have been extremely fortunate over the past years to, you know, maintain health outside of Curry. Curry seemed to have little ankles here and there where he would miss time in the playoffs, and they were kind of able to rally and get through. Um, and this year, it you know, it kind of caught up to them, and they just didn't have enough. Um, so hopefully, we can have a speedy recovery to KD. He confirmed that he tore his Achilles. And so he's probably looking at an 11th month recovery time from what I read. And then uh, it was confirmed that Clay Thompson tore his ACL. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he's looking at, They said eight months, but I feel like the ACL is not, that surgery is not that big anymore. So it could potentially be back before then, but I don't think they're going to rush him. Um, I think, you know, December, January. Would probably be when we'll see him again.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I think he'll uh... probably I don't think he'll miss the whole year next year. KD's out for the whole year for no. sure, because that's a bad that's a yeah. that's a year long deal that he got. But Klay Thompson, I don't think will be out the whole year. I think he can come back, like you said, January ish, and I think he'll be fine.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that we've seen I'm sure that surgery has gotten um much easier to recover from yeah. over the years. I know Dominique Wilkins for the Hawks, he tore his, uh, or he ruptured his Achilles and he came back in nine months. Um, So, I mean, KD's Achilles is probably six inches longer than his, (laughs) but (laughs) you know, I think it's fine. Um, So interesting that what came out, um, Michael Thompson, who's Clay Thompson's dad said he heard them talking on the phone after um, the game was over and he didn't divulge, what they were talking about or any of that conversation outside of them saying that they had unfinished business, um, which kind of sounds like they might be coming back. Um, I would love to see it. Obviously, you're signing them both to five-year max deals. It's going to severely hamper what else and who else you can sign. Um, but I think it's worth the risk if you're con- continuing to put that, that four together, if you draft well and kind of put some good pieces around them. I think you'll be fine um but i think shouts out to clay i think this man towards acl was carried off the floor they took they went to tell him that if you don't shoot the free throws you can't come back into the game so he turns around and kind of walk jogs back out onto the floor shoots both free throws then runs back on defense um and the warriors had to foul to get him out of the game he apparently told Steve Kerr that he needed two minutes rest, and then he'd be good to go back in. Um, In the locker room, Doris Burke reported that he was jumping up and down and kind of moving around in the locker room to stay warm. And then five seconds later, they cut back to her, and she said that he won't return. And then, obviously, he's on crutches on the way out. But he also apparently asked if he was going to be able to play in Game 7. So I think, obviously, the heart that he has and what he brings to that team is very – very important. It's been critical to their run. It's going to be a very different looking team next year. Um, hopefully they'll be able to kind of tread water until he can get back and they get to as full of strength as they can have because I don't think KD comes back until the finals. So Just
0: goes to show you that you don't need an ACL. You can be fine. <laughs> I will say, I
1: do. I, I, well, one, Dewan Blair, who played for the Spurs, d- doesn't have ACLs in either knee.
0: I was, I was um, just playing, but.
1: No, like that's actually a thing. And I I, I know people that have torn uh, that have had the torn ACL and just didn't get the surgery and they play a little bit. Um so I think once it's torn it's it's a pain tolerance and you're probably risking tearing some of the other CLs, I'd yeah, you got the yeah, yeah, stability some,
0: at least. Yeah, there's there's definitely a loss of stability with the ACL gone. I mean that prevents your knee and your whole tibia from shifting forward. And so when you plant I mean, you're You're not going to have a ton of grip—not not not grip there, but like you're not going to have a ton of stability in that knee, and you're leaving all the other ligaments a lot more susceptible to injury too. So, wouldn't advise it. Maybe, maybe you could just only play baseball since they seem
1: to love the shift.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fine. (laughs) You could you could play baseball with that one.
1: I thought I thought it was a good. You could DH. Um, all right, well, we'll move on from that since you know. I guess I'll be the basketball insider. Well, hold, um, up, hold up, though. So we're going to talk
2: contracts, contracts with Clay and KD here. I mean, you okay. you mentioned in passing signing both to a five year max. Um, yep. I think if I'm Kevin Durant, I seriously look at exercising this thirty one million dollar option to to opt in next year. If you're going to be out for the whole year. You know, you hit free agency a year from now, maybe have a little bit more time to get fully healthy going into free agency and get another shot to come back with the, with the Warriors and, and get another shot at
0: a ring next year. He's still going to make his $31 million this year, ain't he? Like, if he opts yeah, in? Yeah, I don't
1: know what that five-year looks like, but, I mean, he's got super max because he's made an All-NBA team two years in a row. So, I mean... I think it's best case scenario for the Warriors that he opts in and then re-signs after next year. Um, because I would assume that 31 might drop down and be a little, or that might be a little less than what his supermax deal is. Because these supermax deals, guys are getting 40 sure. plus million dollars a year. I mean, I think John Wall, the last year of his contract, is going to get like 42, 43 million dollars, which is insane. Chris Paul is going get, to be getting like 40, and he's going to be 40. So, uh, the deals, the deals that they have are going to be uh, pretty big. So, um, but I think the Warriors just want to lock him up so that they're not, um, they're not going to be, they don't have to worry about this again next year. Obviously you won't have the same chatter about whether he resigns because he's not going to be playing, but well, so that's, I think you still would rather lock him
2: in. That's what I mean. Like, obviously the Warriors are going to want to lock him up long term. But is KD going to want to sign the long-term deal now, or is he going to want to hit free agency again in a year?
1: Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that there's got to be some way that if you're signing him and he, you know he's out for the season, I'm, there's got to be some cap relief or something like that. I'm not sure there is, but I don't know if we've ever had a big-name free agent tear his Achilles or have a serious injury this late um in the season and then how that affects it moving forward I mean we saw Isaiah Thomas obviously not in the same caliber of player but he got hurt that late in the playoffs and that cost him millions and millions of dollars but he's also you know 5'10".
2: Yeah <laughs> I, Boogie, did Boogie tear his Achilles last year was that his injury?
1: Yeah he tore his Achilles Yeah but last he tore it in like
2: February right?
1: I think yeah. Yeah. Jan- I think it was January. Sure. Or it might have been February. It was like literally right before the All-Star break.
2: Yeah. So, a similar kind of situation, obviously he only took a 1-year deal at an incredibly discounted rate. Um but I mean, if I'm if I'm Kevin Durant, I, this is just me personally, I seriously consider taking the 31 million this year to sit and then hit free agency again in a year. I'd sit for 31 million. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I'd I'd do that. I mean, I would go to school again. if it was <laughs> See, here's, the, here's the thing. I don't think you should be making decisions based off of, I mean, I feel like right now is a pretty emotional time for them. We're just lost. He tears his Achilles. Clay gets hurt. There's a lot of emotions going on right now, and I don't feel like emotional decisions are necessarily the best ones. So I feel like maybe taking that option, exercising that, might give him a little bit of time to think about what he actually wants uh if he actually does want to be there or if he was just caught up in the moment you know so i don't think that would be a bad idea for him that's that's kind of yeah how I, I don't feel. think anyone can yeah. sign until july 1st anyway right Or July, f- yeah right so
1: it's a uh, it'll be an interesting you know couple weeks for them for sure they have a lot of decisions to make i mean i'm clay has all but resigned already like I would be shocked if he does it.
2: With Clay, it's different. Clay's has played his whole career there. You know, he's yeah. he's been a part of that core for so long. If, if I'm both the Warriors and Clay, I'm signing that deal. You know, like you, yeah. you got to keep him around.
1: Um. So I was just reading that the max deals for both players would add like 155 million dollars in
0: luxury tax. Sheesh. Sounds about right. Some real money. <laughs> um
1: but so I mean the guys they're willing to pay it, I believe. But
2: still a lot of money. It's <laughs> a lot of money.
1: Yeah. So um not to be outdone, uh the Lakers finally achieved they could not all season in the second half, and they got Anthony Davis. Um they traded everybody not named Kyle Kuzma. Uh, they traded the fourth round pick this year, and they
0: also traded. I think there's three additional picks. Three future first rounders, man. That's a yeah. lot.
2: That is a lot, and honestly, that's the part of that trade that like makes me cringe a little bit. You know, Josh Hart, um, Ingram, Lonzo, even this year's like fourth overall pick. Like, you know, I th- I think you can stomach that for AD. It's throwing the additional two first rounders on there where it's just like man they gave up a lot that's I a lot of mortgaging an in the future additional
0: three first rounders i good.
2: think it was an additional three. is it an additional 3 i thought it was 3 total including this year
1: no i think it's three and three picks yeah. the, not
0: including. it's three stream, three, three first that rounders that plus plus this year's fourth pick i think
2: i mean let's if fact-check. that's the case it's so, even so, even more so yeah let's fact check that real real quick
1: here's the thing i wouldn't offer any picks for after lebron leaves <laughs> Because we got to remember, to this point, Anthony Davis has not shown you that he can really lead a team to make any serious contender or playoff push. They had a great offseason, or excuse me, a great postseason last year when they made it. They we went on a run at the end of the season. Uh, they ran through the Blazers, and then reality set in. Um, but besides that, so I, I mean, obviously, I think LA is going to do. I'm, let me back, walk that back. <clears throat> LA can potentially do a better job putting pieces around him, um, which New Orleans kind of failed to do. But, I mean, if you look at this New Orleans roster, they're actually kind of nice. They're long, and they can defend. You got Lonzo, Drew Holiday, Brandon Ingram, uh, Julius Randle, and Josh Hart. Like, all like outside of Randle and Ingram, but, like, those guys can defend. Lonzo is a great on-ball defender did you mention drew, drew holiday great there? There. yeah there you yeah. go i was gonna say shout drew, out to drew
2: holiday there he's he's done a solid job he's nice
1: and he's a great defender like so you got great defenders um to guard the ball i mean ingram is super long and lanky and he could cause problems and so like i don't know like you you re- you reassembled the lakers team from like three years ago when they were all Had a lot of potential, and I think potentially Lakers could or the Pelicans could be a like a a eight seven seed. I'm gonna call it now. I'm gonna say the Pelicans will make the playoffs.
2: I think they're a six seed.
1: The seventh
2: seed. I think they're a six seed. I think I think I like this trade for New Orleans a lot. I mean, AD made it clear that he wasn't gonna re-sign there. Um, You had to get something for him. I think this is probably the max value they could have gotten from this deal. Um, No, this is
1: this is a good deal, both ways.
2: You think it's a good deal both ways? I do. Yeah, no, I I would agree um, with that. You don't really see that. With with either. the caveat that I just feel like the Lakers gave up a lot of the future. And I did fact check it. It says three fir- future first round picks including the number 4 overall selection per Woj. So, Yeah. Um
1: I mean, I think you give up a lot, but I think in basketball, like these picks, depending on where those picks fall, like that might actually not be that bad. Yeah. Um, Obviously the number four pick, is is going to be a a pretty good player this year? But, um, the Lakers are going to be good next year and probably the remaining three years that LeBron has on that contract, which some of those picks are swaps and some of those are, you just get the pick. Sure. So I believe next year is a swap. So if if the Lakers have a better pick than the Pelicans, then they can swap that pick or vice versa. Gotcha. Um, so it's it's to be determined. I think obviously Anthony Davis is a great player. Um, and if they can get somebody else, I think you need a Jimmy Butler. They're talking about Kimba. Um, the only thing that I would say is that I think historically bigs have had to take a pretty, had had to change the game a lot and kind of, relegate themselves to rebounding in in corner threes um so i think hopefully lebron plays off the ball a little bit more to allow for them to kind of allow ad to do his thing and do what he came to do and um they still really don't have a lot of shooting that would be my only thing and i can't name the other three players that are currently on their roster outside of because i (laughs) think ronda's a free agent
2: too yeah. yeah kuzma lebron and and ad i mean Outside of that, I mean, it's a bunch of just a bunch of dudes right now. Um,
1: So LeBron, if you're listening, do you think actually back in the gym today?
2: Do you think it's a done deal that A.D. signs long term in L.A.? Or he's got to wait as as a rental, because I mean, he did say his agent said, you know, you got to look at this as a one year rental that he's not going to sign an extension before free agency next year.
1: I think that was outside of L.A. and New York. So I think he was talking to the Celtics essentially. Gotcha. Because uh, Kyrie's out, and he's rumored to have mutual interest with the Nets, um, which means D'Angelo Russell is probably not re-signing with the Nets. It's interesting because I think sometimes I think teams overthink things. I think that when you're really good, um, sometimes you you mess with it and you mess with that chemistry by bringing in the in the big name. Um, Kyrie Irving is somebody that has proven that he cannot lead a team. And so I would be very hesitant to make him the four, at the forefront of my franchise. When it was just him in Cleveland, they got the first round pick three times. When it was just him <laughs> in Boston, he took a team that was one game away from the finals. And then they get bounced by the Bucks in ra- rather easy fashion. So... I, I'm a little hesitant to say like okay we want to just give Kyrie the keys because i mean and it, it could be that the celtics had too much talent quote unquote but I just don't i don't think that he's a good one not to say that he doesn't have like i'm the n- i'm the guy and I could be your number one player that type of talent i just think um he hasn't shown that he can really lead a team really to make the playoffs i mean the Celtics were just good enough but they had so much talent and a Lebronless East that they were going to make the playoffs, but I, I'm a little worried for the Nets.
2: No, I mean I think I think uh are you worried for the Nets with Kyrie? Yeah, I was gonna say I think for the Lakers, I think the best the best fit is Kimba or or potentially Jimmy Butler. Yeah, you know, I don't think they would want any part of Kyrie at this point.
1: Yeah, I also think AD needs to make some adjustments to his deal to make it so that he they can get a, another guy. Yeah, he's got to turn down like his trade kicker, but we shall see. I'm with Lavar though. Lavar said the Lakers are never going to win another championship for trading Lonzo. I think they. I actually do think that was a mistake because I think that they're good enough, and you're going to get a great scoring from LeBron and AD. And if you can add a shooter, um, I think what Lonzo brings defensively to the table would make them really formidable, especially if you brought in Jimmy Butler. And now you have Lonzo, Jimmy, LeBron, and A D. Like LeBron can could win Defensive Player of the Year if he wants. Jimmy Butler, one of the best defenders in the league. Lonzo might be the best point guard defender in the league. Like you have a lot of defense and a lot
2: of firepower there as well. No. LeVar Ball is ridiculous. You're pretty I mean, high up on Lonzo there. Like you yeah, you're coming I, out here and Levar Ball is saying the Lakers will never win another championship. Like this is some babe Ruth curse. Like I you know, Alonzo, great player, not that caliber. He's not not a future Hall of Famer in my book. I just, you know, it's it's ridiculous wow, for him to come out and make these <laughs> kind of statements. I mean, maybe this fits in with our Father's Day theme a little bit here. You got first. dad talking, talking big about his son here. You gotta respect that. But I mean, LeVar Ball has consistently made ridiculous comments. And then he contradicts himself, too. You know, he talks about, oh, I don't want Lonzo going to the Pelicans. Like, if he's going to go anywhere else, it should be to the Suns. But then as soon as he's traded to the Pelicans, he's like, oh, Lonzo just wants to play, you know. He's like, oh, He'll it was, play about, anyway. it was, it was they,
0: about time he got off that sinking ship.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Love. LeVar, he just makes he makes sensational comments all the time. He's like, he's like Donald Trump-esque with his comments.
1: Okay, first of all, we're not going to disrespect LeVar like that. (laughs) Second of all, a lot of the things that he said, though, we think are crazy. And then it comes out that maybe he was right. He talked about how Luke Walton wasn't coaching the team right. He talked about how he's not sure where the power is in that organization and what's going on. They're saying one thing, but then things aren't happening. And then Magic quits (laughs) without telling anybody It comes out Polinka is talking behind Magic's back and forgot to take him off an email. And they've really just kind of been a shit show for the last like five years. And so, and it turned out Magic wanted to fire Luke Walton. Jeannie Buss was like, no, don't fire him. So like there was a power struggle and he was right. I think that this idea that you want to go to the Suns, it's a little contradictory. However, the Suns have to be involved in a deal. Like they aren't just going to, be like oh yeah and the Lonza's going to the suns now because he wants to go to the Suns. so i think he knows that you got to play where you're where you're contractually obligated to play in a situation where you get traded um but you know if they're bad they got mellow coming next year so oh, he's projected yeah. to be the mellow ball is well, I mean, is like also the third said- pick in the draft
2: LeVar Ball has also said, if you got all three Ball sons on the same team, you would win a championship, like, no matter who's around them. And I just, you know, he just makes these sensational comments. I can't take him seriously. I, I honestly, mean, in my opinion, when when the they Lakers, did
1: play together, they won a championship. So, like, yeah, OK, <laughs> he's not wrong.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, honestly, for the Lakers, Trading Lonzo and getting rid of the headache that is LeVar Ball might be a win in and of itself.
1: (laughs) LeVar Ball has been silent all season.
0: Because his son ain't been playing.
1: No, his son has been fine. He did get hurt in the second half of the season. But the bigger thing is the dysfunction was not LeVar. It was the Lakers. The Lakers don't know what they're doing from the top down. And say what you will if you like LeVar or you don't like LeVar. The Lakers have found a way to be more of a mess than how messy anyone thinks LeVar is.
2: No, I mean, you're you're right about that. The Lakers, they're an absolute dumpster fire in terms of management at this point. But I still think it's a net positive getting rid of LeVar. Nah.
1: All right. Y'all gonna find out when they lose to the Pelicans in the (laughs) playoffs. I want a handwritten apology. And I want you to mail it to the house we both live in.
2: All right. You got it.
1: (laughs) Yo, going out and put a letter in the mailbox for your housemate (laughs) That's nuts. That's crazy. Uh, All right. Um, So we're going to move on to favorite Father's Day moment. We all came to the conclusion. It's the Griffys. Partially because I don't think there's been any other sport where you have had a father son tandem play at the same time um nba is is hard but i think lebron is going to be the first person to do that in a couple of years when his son's ready Uh most people don't last in the nfl long enough to do it so ty why don't you tell us why the griffies are so special
0: well i mean baseball is kind of a unique sport where you can play a long time and be successful for a long time um a lot of dads are able to take their kids to the field when they're young, uh, kind of inspire them to play the game when they're young. And I think, I think having a role model like Griffey Sr., Griffey Jr. was able to grow up around the game. He was able to see what it takes to be a great player because his dad was a good player. And then I think like just the culmination of that father-son bond was when they hit the back-to-back home runs, uh i think that was back in what 1990 90 i think 90 i wasn't even born and so they were yeah they were they were the first father-son duo to play on the same team let alone in the same league and so i think that's pretty special and like to go back to back with your dad i think that would be an all-time moment um and so i think that's that's top father-son sports moment ever i think i mean personally i'm not a mariners fan but still it's awesome Well, Zach, you're a Mariners fan, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, I mess with the Mariners. I'm more of a Dodgers fan, but I like the Mariners.
0: That's that's right. Dodgers.
2: Yeah. No, Griffey, Mm -hmm. I mean, Griffey's one of those guys. You talk about father son moments. Like, I remember, I mean, where I get my love of sports is from my dad. And I remember cheering for Junior um, when I was a little kid, you know, played with the Mariners for a while and um, then finished his career in Seattle. It was. So, you know, that, that father-son moment, even though I wasn't around for it, that's got a special place in my heart as well.
1: Yeah, I didn't see none of that. <laughs> what? I I know the home run um, was great, uh, but that was, I I think that actually, that would be pretty cool just to, to suit up with Pops outside of uh, in a professional league, just both to have the talent to make it and, you know, for your dad to have the longevity to be able to um hang on until until he made it so yeah
0: definitely pretty cool yeah i mean there's there's all kind of there's all kind of fathers out there that have played professional sports before their sons came in to the league um but the griffies were the first ones to do it same team same time they got to warm up in the outfield together suit up in the locker room together i mean that's that's pretty special i think that would be that's, that's pretty awesome
1: Nice. Well, I feel like it's only right to follow that up with any special Father's Day shout outs you guys have. Um, I know everyone's dad is a fan of the pod and listens every week. So <laughs> if we want to maybe, maybe go around and, and just kind of give give a little shout out in case you haven't called or texted at 614 p.m. <laughs>
2: I'll start. I mean, like I said before, I got my love of sports for my dad. I grew up going to Blazers games and Mariners games, Dodgers games, you know, University of Oregon football. Um, actually, I don't know if I can, like, point out one specific Father's Day moment that I've had with my dad that really sticks out. But, you know, we are going down to L.A. tomorrow, uh, meeting in L.A., going, going to see the uh, Dodgers take on the Giants. So looking forward to that. Happy Father's Day, Dad.
0: No, that's cool. I got. I mean, I got my love for sports from my dad too. I and uh, pretty much from the time I could walk, I've I've been playing baseball and playing catch in the yard and making sure that I threw it to his chest instead of over his head. Uh, and then I know in, in in high school, I don't want to sound like a like a spoiled brat or anything, but he always hooked me up with like the nicest gear, the nicest stuff. Um, and it's, it's not like we had a ton of money. Um, but anytime that I would get a new bat or or a new glove or something, he'd always say that he found it on the side of the road and it was always just like no big thing. He's like, Oh yeah, I just found it on the side of the road. I thought I just like picked it up and threw it in the truck. And I was, I always thought that was cool that he was always quote unquote looking on the side of the road for something for me. So, uh, so happy father's day to my dad. Hotel, really? I mean, he, he always hooked it up and he's, uh, he's, he's an awesome dad and we still got to visit all of the MLB parks. I mean, I'm sure that's on a lot of father son bucket list, but it's definitely on ours too. So Absolutely. we got, we, we got to do that. Happy father's day.
1: Yep. Um, finding something on the side of the road is a different meaning in my community.
0: <laughs> hey, we're from the country. All right.
1: <laughs> Gee whiz. Um, Yeah, I think mine's a little different. I don't think my dad is the reason for my love of sports. Uh, He didn't really play sports. He was a cheerleader uh, at some point. I think it was high school or college. I don't remember. Um, But I think it kind of comes... I I know my older sister was playing. uh, She played basketball in high school. My older brother played professional baseball for a while. And so I got to do some of the parks uh, especially i think i remember going to stockton he was, he was either playing there or, or played there um and so kind of being in the dugout and not being afraid of being too scared to put eye black on because <laughs> i thought people think i look stupid um so i think i got to get my love from sports there but i think my dad just he's it, always been supportive of it um you know when i wanted to. They they put me in baseball first. And I played that and then Taekwondo, he he was he got behind it and I was able to go out and compete in nationals with that. Um and then when I was playing basketball, you know, it wasn't it was never an issue. Um he was gonna let me play football in high school. Um so I think our connection kinda falls outside of sports. You know, we have very similar senses of humor now and <laughs> we can always laugh and joke about things. Um and so it's kind of funny to talk to him. He's really stupid, but he's like super smart. So he's like, man,
0: two Brandons? I don't know how that would be. He Ooh. He, he tells jokes like
1: they're like so dumb, but like, and it's like, dad, you're so intelligent. Like, how do you stoop <laughs> so low? It's like I don't get it.
2: Well, that's the art of the um, dad joke, right? Yeah,
1: it's not even a dad joke. That's the thing. Like, it's not like a stupid dad joke. It'll be like an intellectually dumb. Jo- I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> those are the best, man. Um. So yeah, so shout out to him. I spoke with him earlier today, and he's actually taking classes for stand up. Nice. So he will—he has a ten-minute stand-up routine coming sometime this summer, which I told him I will fly it down for. Heck yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah, That's gotta lovely. get him to
2: record it. We'll feature it on the That's pod. That's legit.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, stand up—you can't record the material. So when they tour, like, you don't want to give it up. That's true. It's yeah, That's true. So he he unfortunately he missed uh he missed Schultz when he was in San Francisco so um if that had been this week I think I would have got tickets and gone down so just unfortunate timing <laughs> but um yeah we got anything else
2: I don't think so
0: yeah any of y'all shout playing out to uh, how'd your how'd your baseball games go Oh man we lost but I was uh, we lost today but I played well. I was four for four. I did my job, but we just couldn't come through. No. Team team loss. Yeah.
2: When well, the a team lose as a team? Right. <laughs> What's up? So you win as nah, a
1: team, you lose
0: with- as a team. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It ain't about me, right? No. Nah,
1: I was four for four.
0: The team lost is I won. They lost. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> I got mine. I got my. I got paid today. So. All right. Now nah, shout out right. to uh, USA Women's National Team. Playing in the it's Women's like, oh World man, Cup. Put on a show. Yeah, heck yeah. Go, uh, go USA Women. Good luck.
2: All right, they
1: need <laughs> a goal of, like thirteen nothing. Like they need to cut it. Like at some point, you just like. You think?
2: All right. I don't know, man. You I don't. I don't think those.
0: so, man. I think they were think essentially you playing. Play, you play our on, the, on you play in a national tournament against professionals, and they're representing your country, I think you put it on them as long as you can. And That's what you, the Dream you, Team did, right? You, you play up to that level. That's not fair. Other countries didn't even play basketball. I, I say if you're, if you're playing at that level and you're competing on a national stage, if you don't want to get beat 13 nothing, then don't go out there and play. If you're too scared to get beat like that, then don't put a team out on the field. Um, but that may be a little bit harsh. Um, no, I mean I'm with you. Like,
1: but just for their sake, like now they're just wasting their time. At least let them sub more than three people, so they don't have to keep hey, people cumulative up there.
0: Cumulative goals count in Women's World Cup, so you got to score goals. Yes, I agree. Yeah, that's true.
1: But <laughs> they're not going to be 13 goals for the rest of the teams hey, in their hey, group combined. You never exactly. know. Dude. You it's, never it's know.
0: Insurmountable. Yeah, you <laughs> never know.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I, again, I don't have like
0: I don't necessarily have, have a problem with it. But I'm not going to continue to watch. I don't mind. I don't mind having a killer mentality when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like you beat, like, you, you again, beat them yeah, and you beat again, them back. I know.
1: But there's there's a point in the game where you're not coming back, and that was probably one zero. <laughs> so the Lindsay scored twelve more. Oh my gosh! Nah. <laughs> because like, okay, so it's disrespectful if you just pass the ball around; and they can't get it, right? Yeah. But then it's disrespectful to run the score up.
0: So, well, so I would rather do? I would rather so run just, the score. So up. just put
1: them I'd out rather, their mercy. I'd rather play the you, offense. You, you say, look, the U.S. right now is on pace for 15 goals. The game was 15 nothing, but you cut it at the 60th minute,
0: and then let everybody go on their day. I'd send a message to the other teams. Like we, we'll put 15 You're, on you guys. Yeah, that's what I'd do. I mean, I mean,
2: it's different. It's not like like with basketball, you can empty the bench, right? They only have three subs.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You can't you, you yep. have to leave like your best players out there.
2: Yeah.
0: Hey, maybe maybe this will be eye opening to team it was Taiwan, right? It's Taiwan. Yeah. And 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 I know they have limited resources as far as population size, etc. If the USA got beat 13 nothing, USA would be like, "Okay, we need to overhaul this whole program. We just got embarrassed." And so maybe it'll spark some fire under them to boost their program up get something else going yeah. on there
1: i don't think so man it could that be, really it could just sound like a
0: usa men's team it could be a catalyst for change just saying
1: <laughs> you don't think so i think that's just usa men's soccer
0: like that's <laughs> we ain't overhauled nothing exactly. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, terrible.
2: just fact checking here it's actually thailand not oh taiwan. it's thailand okay yeah. not
0: taiwan okay my bad my my apologies thailand Yeah. I think Still, your apology same, should be to Taiwan. To be honest, like, my apologies, Taiwan. I didn't yeah. mean to, don't, I don't didn't disrespect mean to Taiwan put you like in that. the same basket as Thailand. <laughs> that's my that's my fault. Yeah, yeah, they might be nice. <laughs> I think the USA is actually playing right now. No, they won today. They beat Chile, okay.
2: three to nothing.
0: Nice. Vamos to Chile, nothing. que se puede, pues. Okay. Sign us off at a little Spanish. Quiere que yo les hable en español por resto del tiempo. Ándale, arriba. I'm just playing with you guys. I think you should speak Spanish the rest of the time. Next what's up? That smooth
2: voice becomes even smoother in Spanish.
0: Yeah, could you imagine me announcing, like, a baseball game in Spanish or something? That'd be legit.
1: He don't always drink, but when he does, it's just like he's...
0: Dude, it's it's so hard to, like, call a game and use vocab that native Spanish speakers use to call like a baseball game oh it's so it's it's difficult it takes some skill for sure because Have they tried to do that? no because I've tried to before but they mix like they mix American words with like English and Spanish together mm. and you never know which one you can use and which one you can't use so it's just very confusing it's hard maybe someday can you get, like, an example? Someday we'll put out an episode of El Day Before Podcast.
2: El Day Before Podcast. I love el,
0: it. El Dia Antes del Podcast. En Español. All right.
1: I'm with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right. thank you, everyone. This has been another episode of the Day Before Podcast. We appreciate you listening. If this is your first time, Stick around, we got more coming. If you've been rocking with us the last eight weeks, we appreciate you, and you should also stick around. Um, we got some surprises coming this summer. We're gonna do big things. You don't want to miss it. You heard it here first. Pelicans beat the Lakers next year, four <laughs> one <laughs> in the series. Anyway, we're gonna we're out. We'll see you guys next week.